Hey, this is Mike Slater in San Diego, filling in for the great Bill O'Reilly. It is Friday, August 26th, 2022. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Republicans rally around Donald Trump. Cigarettes remain a leading cause of death. Most parents reject the COVID vaccine for young kids. And a survey reveals the healthiest cities in the country. Also coming up, the message of the day. But first, the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago giving Donald Trump a boost in the polls. A survey from Politico finds 57% want Trump to win the party's nomination in 2024. That's a four-point bump compared to last month. 17% support Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Wow, it's really Trump's for the taking. Mr. Trump issued a scathing statement on Biden's plan to cancel student loans, said the former president, quote, this is just another election-enhancing money grab coming right out of the pockets of working-class Americans. Obviously, that's true. Despite a massive drop in popularity, smoking cigarettes remains a leading cause of preventable death in America. 125,000 Americans died from tobacco-related cancers in 2021. That's 30% of all cancer fatalities. Lighten Up also slashes $21 billion from the economy and lost earnings. Just 12% of the population are regular smokers. That figure's down from 45% back in 1965. Jeez. Do you remember going into a restaurant and being asked smoking or non-smoking section? As if the smoke never traveled in the air. Used to smoke on airplanes. A majority of parents are refusing the COVID vaccine for their kids. Since the FDA approved the jabs for children under five, just 4% have received the injection. That sounds like 4% too high, but good. Polls show most families will wait one year to see whether the vaccine actually works. Like, how about look around and kids are fine? Like, whether it works or not. Wait a year to see if kids even need it. And of course they don't. A survey from Wallet Hub revealing America's healthiest towns. The cities are ranked by exercise, rates of obesity, percentage of smokers, drug addiction, life expectancy, and the fittest place for the USA for the third year in a row, Salt Lake City, Utah, followed by San Diego, Miami Beach, Denver, Colorado, the unhealthiest town in the country is Brownsville, Texas then Mobile, Alabama, and Jackson, Mississippi. All the biscuits. Message of the day about the slippery slope, how it is real and it is undefeated. Coming up next. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. 
So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Hey, it's Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Now it's time for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The slippery slope is not only real, it is undefeated. Never let anyone tell you that the slippery slope is a fallacy. And I will give you the worst example. In Canada, in 2015, the highest court over there declared that physician-assisted suicide must be legal. And the next year, they passed a law saying that you can get a physician-assisted suicide. But we were all told it was only going to be under the most dramatic and dire of circumstances with the strictest and tightest of controls. Only people who were suffering near death, unbearable pain, and signed off by two independent doctors, maybe even a panel of doctors. That's what we were told. It was only six years ago. And a lot of people were like, man, I don't know. That doesn't really sound like a great idea, probably. No, that's the slippery slope fallacy. Everything will be fine. And already, only six years later, a man in Canada got euthanasia. And his application for euthanasia listed only one health condition as the reason for his request to die. Hearing loss. Hearing loss. Not exactly a terminal illness. The biggest problem with this issue is we have no language to even begin to discuss it properly. There's other maybe bigger problems out there, but we have the words for it. We may not agree, but at least we have the words we can communicate with. And this issue, we, we got nothing. We live in a pagan death cult of a culture, a culture that doesn't respect life in the womb, certainly won't respect life at the end of life. Life's a circle. Babies and old people have a lot in common. You start out pooping your pants, you end up pooping your pants. It's the way it is. You know, Babies and old people, they're losing things all the time. They're falling down. They're falling asleep everywhere. They do lots of crafts. And when we have a culture that doesn't value the life of babies in the womb, then we can't properly even think about end-of-life care. In Canada, two years ago, there were 7,000 people who died from euthanasia. 7,000? Last year, 10,000. And the slope gets slipperier. It'll be a million before you know it. They're already going to open up eligibility to people with mental illness, and they're debating opening it up to minors. One patient said the director of ethics at his hospital came to his hospital bed and told him that it cost $1,500 per day to treat him. In other words, geez, man, it's a lot cheaper just to kill you. Sign here. Euthanasia is now the sixth leading cause of death in Canada. And it'll get worse. A dear friend of mine was just diagnosed with ALS. And he'll die in a few years. A terrible dying process. You lose your body, but not your mind. It's torture in many ways. And and he's at peace. He said he's going to use his death to glorify God. Most people don't think like this. This is why most people were terrified during COVID because they never contemplated death. Very few people ever contemplate their own mortality. So at the end of life, it's, it's scary. And people think it's easier just to end it on my terms. And you say, Slater, what's the big deal? Someone doesn't want to live. Are you going to make them? I don't know. My point is it's, it's very bad to live in a society that has such a low value of life. But this is what you get with nihilism and evolution. It's all random. We're all here by chance anyway. So who cares? From goo to you through the zoo. So let's just end it whenever I want. Be careful of the progressives. They progress at first slowly. And they're very slippery. Coming up next, something you might not know. How far would you go to defend 
your freedom of speech. It's coming up next. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Mike Slater filling in for Bill O'Reilly. Now it's time for something you might not know. Salman Rushdie. I didn't know much about his story. Uh, in 1988, he wrote this book called The Satanic Verses. And he, in it, he called Muhammad Mahound, which is what I guess Muslims were called by Christians in the medieval period. And it's offensive. And that's it. Like, that's all. And the Ayatollah Khomeini, the first supreme leader of Iran in 1979, issued a fatwa, uh, a decree for all brave Muslims of the world to kill Salman Rushdie without delay, to make sure that no one dare insult the sacred beliefs of Muslims henceforth. And this was in 1989. And just the other day, he was stabbed in the neck while speaking in in Western New York. But it was in 2015 when Salman Rushdie said, we are living in the darkest time I've ever known. Why 2015? After all he went through in the 80s and 90s in hiding, why 2015 was the darkest time? Because of the weakening of the Western value of freedom of speech. When the Ayatollah issued the fatwa in 1989, almost everyone in the West defended him. Today, if he wrote that book, the left would have condemned him, said he was to blame. I dare, how dare you insult Muslims or whoever else? It's the idea that the West doesn't believe in the concept of freedom of speech anymore. Freedom of speech is always going to be under attack. The question is, will it be defended? So what does defense look like? And this is the story I really want to share. Andy Ross, he owned a bookstore in Berkeley, California, and it was firebombed twice for simply selling the book. So... He had to figure out what he was going to do. What would you do? Would you keep selling it? He said, I had some really hard decisions to make about balancing our commitment to freedom of speech against the real threat of the lives of our employees. So he gathered all of his staff for a meeting. He said, I I told the staff that we got to figure out what we're going to do. We had to decide, are we going to keep carrying this book and risk our lives for what we believe in or not? We could take a more cautious approach, sure, and compromise our values. So they took a vote and the staff voted unanimously to keep carrying the book. He said, tears still come to my eyes when I think of this. It was the defining moment in my 35 years of book selling. It was the moment when I realized that book selling was a dangerous and subversive vocation because ideas are powerful weapons. He said, I didn't know at that moment whether this was an act of courage or foolhardiness, but from the clarity of hindsight, I would have to say it was the proudest day of my life. That was 1989. Would that happen today in 2022? Or would most people compromise their values? What would you do? How far would you go to defend freedom of speech? Don't let them take an inch. We need to be freedom of speech extremists. More coming up. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you, Bill, for letting me fill in again. Thank you for listening. MikeSlater.locals.com and have a fantastic weekend.